0: I believe will uh, encourage us, stir us, and uh, help us tonight. I want to preach a message entitled "From Hurting to Healing," from hurting to healing. And uh, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Second Corinthians, chapter four, this is where we'll be reading. Second Corinthians, chapter four, verses three. And uh, but as you're turning there, you know there's a quote that caught my attention. There's a quote that really uh, caught my uh, my <laughs> my attention, and the, it, it read this: "The last thing I want to do is hurt you." Dot, 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 but it's still on the list. The last thing I want to do is hurt you, but it's still on the list. So I want to preach a message from hurting to healing. I want to talk about forgiveness tonight. Because how many know there are people on your list? <laughs> there are people who have hurt you. There are people that you've hurt. There are people tonight that are here. And you know, what I feel God saying it's time to get rid of the list, it's time to get rid of the list and forgive. From hurting to healing. It's time to move on. Someone say move on. Move on. You know what? It's, 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 it's weird for people to come to a point and get in this predicament in their life and decide, you know what? That's it. I'm not going to move on. It's sad. It's depressing that someone could just get into this point in their life and it's real. People experience this every single day where they've been hurt by someone, where they've been mistreated by someone and they never move forward in life. They never find healing. And listen, the devil is right there in the mix and he's playing games. He's right there and he's, he's playing games with so many people's lives. He's, the devil's using people. He's shooting the fiery arrows. He's fueling your anger. He's got people on a string like a puppet. When it comes to unforgiveness, he's got people in his hands. This is the devil and he's playing you by the strings. Once you hand the devil the strings, listen to this, he will become the narrator of your life. Once you hand the devil the strings, he will become the narrator of your life. When someone has been hurt, when someone has been, uh, you know what, done wrong by someone, on go the strings. When someone's been hurt by someone in life, on go the strings and the devil's now got a handle on your life. And this is how everyday people live their lives, under this demonic control, this spirit of unforgiveness. And there's this demonic spirit that they bring now into their relationships. There's this spirit they become now. It's like, you know what? I I can't love anymore again. Lord. I I can't be like this again because I've been hurt from this particular person. And they never live life freely. They never enjoy life. Why? Because they haven't forgiven. They can even come to church. They can lift up their hands. They can sing praises, but deep inside there's bitterness. Oh, don't go quiet on me. It's real. Yeah, that's right. We can, we can come to church. Hey, brother, sister, praise the Lord. But deep inside, man, ooh, oh, ah, yeah, praise. <laughs> Start speaking different languages, and it's like, oh, man, I could do so. Oh, I could so fight you, right? Yeah. It's deep inside there's a bitterness. And the devil's got you on strings, even coming to church of unforgiveness because of bitterness and most people get this right don't even realize that they're even being used by the devil the bible talks about this in second corinthians chapter 4 verses 3 it says it talks about how people have been blinded by the devil by the devil which is the god of this world listen to it but even if our gospel is veiled it is veiled to those who are perishing whose minds the god of this age has blinded Who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. You see, the devil, the the master puppeteer, has blinded people to the point that people don't even realize that they're puppets in the hand of the devil. People don't even realize they're getting uh, manipulated by the spirit of unforgiveness that the enemy's got you under. And that is why I found so powerful the song Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was once lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. That every single born-again believer, that every single spirit-filled Christian can testify that whoever who the sun sets free is free indeed. That I was blind, but now I see that through Christ's forgiveness, that I can now see that I can forgive others. Nelson Mandela he said this quote, resentment is like drinking poison and hoping it will kill your enemies. You see, that is exactly what bitterness, anger, this, this act of revenge will do to you. It's You think it's harming others, but really it's harming you. What are you holding on to tonight? What are you holding on to tonight that's stopping you, that's uh, got you in the hands of the devil that is playing you tonight? There was a Chinese chef, he was preparing a meal and the main ingredient to this particular meal, get this, was a deadly cobra. And so as he's, uh, he cuts off the head of this cobra and he's dicing up the body, he's he's cooking up this meal and then all of a sudden the the head begins to jump at him and begins to infect his poison deep inside this man, killing him. I read that and I said, you know what man, that is exactly what unforgiveness will do. That is exactly what the enemy does. He jumps into your heart injects its poison called bitterness and begins to seep into our souls and I want to talk about forgiveness tonight so if you're making notes first point is forgiveness isn't forgiveness isn't ignoring those who have hurt you or done wrong to you Jesus says in Luke chapter 17 if your brother sins against you rebuke him and if he repents forgive him forgiveness isn't just refusing the need to get back at someone You know, oh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm not gonna retaliate. Look, I'm just not gonna go there. Listen, that's good and all, but how many know you can still harbor bitterness in your life? Forgiveness isn't putting the person who offended you on probation. Oh, look, I'll forgive you in two weeks. Brother, sister, yeah, oh yeah. Look, I'll give me give me five weeks. It's not that's not forgiveness. So, what is forgiveness? We gotta look further. Look no further than to God. Acts chapter 3, verse 19 repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out listen when we choose to turn to God when we begin to seek his forgiveness listen our sins are now being blotted out he forgives us and when God forgives he removes the wrong from his record Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more isn't God good Isn't God amazing that no matter what we've done, no matter the failures, no matter the people who've hurt us, we can find forgiveness in Him. And when God forgives, He forgets. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, that you don't remember the past of my sins. Come on, there's people here tonight, you you should be rejoicing. God knows what you did the other day. But thank God when we find forgiveness in Christ... God's got a bad memory when it comes to forgiveness. (laughs) The blood of Jesus Christ makes us clean. The blood of Jesus Christ makes us right with God. Jesus chose to forgive us. That while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think about the time when Jesus was on the cross. The soldiers were there. They mocked him. They spat on him. And yet he had the audacity. Jesus had the audacity to say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. What a message to those who are ridiculing Jesus. What a message to those that begin to pierce his side and begin to nail his hands. And yet he's on the cross and Jesus cries out a message that the church should be preaching, that the Christians should be living. I forgive you. And yet... Christians decide not to forgive. Yet people choose to live in bitterness. The one in heaven and earth showed us how to forgive. Jesus chose to forgive you. What about you tonight? Ask yourself the hard question, have I forgiven them? Come on, you put that name in there. Have I forget, forgiven that person? What about this? When you see them, this is how you know when you've, uh, you haven't forgiven them. When you see them... Do you avoid them? <laughs> I'm just going to go get some milk. <laughs> oh, oh, she's they're getting some milk. To, I'm just going to change my list. I'm going to go get some cordial. <laughs> oh, oh, have you forgiven them? Do you still sit down and you think about the person that wronged you? You think about your husband or do you think about your spouse that did wrong to you? And you sit there, think about the moments that offended you. Think about those times where, oh, I don't think you forgive them. Secondly, let's talk about forgiving one another. Mark chapter eleven, verse twenty-five, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Jesus compels us; we ought to forgive. Luke chapter twenty-three, verse thirty-four: Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. This is where the rubber meets the road. The early Christians compel us to forgive others. That while this particular disciple, Stephen, he's getting stoned to death, people are throwing stones at him. In Acts chapter 7, verse 16, he says his words Lord, don't charge them with the sin, forgive them. Wow, here he is getting stoned. People are throwing rocks at him till he dies, and he's crying out, Forgive them. Love calls for forgiveness. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Listen tonight. Forgive because you've been forgiven. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. It's God's will that we be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as God in Christ forgave you. Church. It's time to move on. Come on, say, it's time to move on. It's time to say, you know what? Listen, I'm not going to hold any more grudges. I'm not going to be in a state of bitterness. Listen, if Christ has forgiven, I ought to forgive others. And the only way you could do it is only through His Spirit. When you begin to be born again and say, God, I need your Holy Ghost to take over because naturally, I want to punch Him out. (laughs) Naturally, I want to clock Him over the head. But God, I need your Spirit. I need you to come into my life. Colossians chapter 3 verse 13, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. Listen to this, if anyone has a complaint against each other, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. What a message of forgiveness. The Bible preaches and it's so against culture. It's so against the culture of this age. Oh, he's done wrong to you. Get him back. Oh, she's done wrong to you? Man, listen, get the girls. Go and get them back. That's the message this world cries out to you. But kingdom culture says, forgive. Jesus Christ cried out on the cross, forgive. Jesus Christ began to die upon the cross to say, listen, he saw the world that's been broken, messed up, and the message was forgiveness. But where's the church now tonight? Where's the church tonight that it should be whole it should be healed it should be moving out preaching forgiveness yet disciples wouldn't even forgive shine his light and forgive have you received god's forgiveness why withhold it let it go forgive ask god to help you through prayer listen to make it practical when you pray even mention the name father forgive me as i forgive so and so how do you forgive? You forgive as Christ forgive. He forgave freely. He forgave immediately and finally. In other words, don't bring it up again. Forgive again. When they asked Jesus, Jesus, how many times I ought to forgive? Jesus said plainly, he says this in Matthew 18, verse 21, 70 times 7. Jesus is in essence saying there's no limits when it comes to Forgiveness. That saying is a saying in Jewish terms, saying, you know what, it doesn't doesn't matter. It just keeps going and going and going. When it comes to forgiveness, keep on forgiving. Where the rubber meets the road, who initiates forgiveness? It's the offender. It's the one who's been hurt. Matthew 5, 23 through to 24. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Listen, it's no use trying to come to church and talk to God if you haven't yet forgiven your brother and sister. Matthew 18 verse 15, Moreover, if your brother sins against you, go to him. Tell him his fault. Between you and him alone, if he hears you, you've gained a brother. So many times the attitude is this, oh, well, he's done this to me or she's done this to me. Listen, no, we need to take that first initiative to reconcile this relationship as God did to us. He reconciled us, mankind back to himself. How? By forgiveness. And thirdly, I want to talk about hurting to healing. This is what I want to talk about tonight because we've all been hurt. We've all been hurt one way or the other and we've also hurt someone. And it's time for us to know that we need to be healed. We need to heal others as well. And every single person here tonight, you have the opportunity to be healed. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through to 3 says this, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill kill and a time To heal. I feel like God's saying to people tonight, it's time to heal. It's time to find healing. In the movie Forrest Gump, and I shared this before, there's a scene in which Forrest uh, Gump and his friend Jenny were walking up to an old house. Where she lived growing up in this particular old house. But she sees this house and she's reminded by her past in this particular house. She's reminded about the things that took place in that house. And she begins to take rocks she begins to throw these rock rock after rock she begins to pick up rocks throw it at this house smashing windows hitting the house until exhausted and weeping Forrest Gump makes the comment and says sometimes there's just not enough rocks you know in this particular movie Jenny was never healed from the hurt of growing up in that house friends the Bible tells us we don't need more rocks. It's time to move on from our lives. It's da- time to put down the rocks and begin the healing process that forgiveness would come in and then comes the healing. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin the land healing can come when we begin to forgive amen every head bowed every eye closed there's a story in Luke chapter 15 a story about the prodigal son he goes to his father and he says father give me your inheritance jesus tells the story and says that the father gave the son his inheritance, his portion of his inheritance. And this young man goes and he lives this lavish lifestyle, spends everything. And then he realizes, he comes to his own self and he realizes, man, I need to get back to the father's house. And as he begins to make his way, his journey back home, the Bible tells us in verse 20 that the father sees the son and begins to run towards the son. To the point where the father then kisses his son. The son says, Father, I've sinned against you. And the, the dad, the father, didn't even say, Who are you? You, you spent everything. Well, listen, you did this, you did. No, the father forgave. He said, Bring out the robe, bring, bring out that ring, bring out the fatted calf.